Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good, good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. Look at this. Look at us, Ben. We're so tech savvy. Like, it's unbelievable. I can't get over it. I can't get over it either. And in case you're wondering why I'm not wearing my glasses, thanks for noticing. It's because there are such incredible shining lights that make my face illuminate. But when those shining lights reflected off of my glasses. It was the request of my team, AKA my wife to remove them. So I actually can't see you, but I know that the viewers can see us, which is all that matters. Well, on request from my team, which AKA is my mother, I should be taking my hat off because as she says, why can't I see a gorgeous face? I want to see a gorgeous face. I want to see your gorgeous face too. Look, the reality is the lighting in here, you know, I got to say for a Dear Media production, you know, a podcast studio renowned for their wonderful female forward programming. It's incredible. There's not better lighting in here. I'm sorry, Marshall. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but the bags under my eyes are horrendous. Yeah. See, that sounds like a problem that you need to bring up with your doctor, not with your podcast network. You're a jerk, um, Ben. Yeah, I, I am a jerk. I am a jerk. I just realized that I think that the beginning of this video, the arm of my microphone was covering my entire face, but it doesn't matter. We'll keep it in. I'm more just, I'm more just sharing. Do you see me hit the bottom of it and hit me in the face? Is, is this my first time ever doing this? No, you look good. And you're right. I am. I do need to go get my eyes done. So there, let, let me download you because I've done some research. Please. Okay. So there's a famous doctor, an ophthalmologist whose name I'm not going to give out because I don't want him to be more booked in Beverly Hills. And apparently he has done the biggest male names in show business, eye surgery. Wow. And from what I understand, because we can't control this, most people get a little fat pad in the under eyes. Maybe they have a little hollowness. I don't know. Maybe as Bobby Lee said, I lost weight in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, he's able to hide the scar so no one knows. And I mean, the results are stunning, but you do have to sign on for eye surgery. What do I do? Look, this is a very, very personal choice. If it bothers you enough, I say go for it. Because in the end of the day, all that matters is your happiness. From my perspective, unlike Bobby Lee, I want you to know that I think that your face looks fantastic. I think your eyes look great. And sure, if you got your eyes done, maybe they would look better to you. 
But to me today, I think they look great. Here's the thing. I think I have to be, I have to, if I do do it, I can't be secretive about it. I have to be super public because A, if my face changes at all and I don't acknowledge it, I'm going to look like a weirdo. And B, if by chance he does screw it up, fingers crossed, the level of malpractice suit, I think this is a hundred million dollar fuck up if he doesn't do it right, right? It's actually, the risk is not worth the reward. Now that you think about it, yeah, sure, you could sue. Actually, I guess the risk is worth the reward because honestly, you'd prefer him fuck it up and you never need to work again. Oh, 100 milli, I would just, yeah. What do you, I think, would, what do you think that number is for you? Like what in, what is the insurance policy number? What are they giving you if they take Josh's face and they make him look just terrible? Okay, first of all, I'm terribly vain. So- it to look just terrible. I'm talking about like maybe I have one eye that doesn't work anymore, which is fine, right? Because I'll be eye patch guy. I'll I'll figure figure out a way to dress it up as long as the rest of my face is still not bad. But if that were to happen, yeah, I think a nice hundred mil. You know, well, you know, we part ways as friends. A hundred million. I'll do it. I'll do really? it tomorrow. You'll give an eye for a hundred mil. I don't think I'll give an eye. No, I take nah. it back. Billion? I take it back. Billion. I don't think I'd give an eye. You know what? I I love playing this game. Like, <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> what would you do for a certain amount of money? Nobody's ever asked to take my eye. I don't think that there is a price for taking my eye. There's a price for taking my pinky toe. There's a price for taking my thumb. You want my thumb? I'll give you my, I'll give you my thumb. Your thumb. This is what separates us from, from primates. I mean, an opposable thumb is the reason why you can grip. It's definitely annoying, but I won't need to grip anything if I'm being fed my food. So my thumb's worth like 2 billion. That's a big, yeah. I mean the thumb, I dare I say, I think a thumb being gone would impact your life more than losing an eye. Yeah. But I just, you can't do pull-ups. You can't. You I can't, finally have an excuse. <laughs> you can't tell people great job. <laughs> oh, so true. Honestly, you, the that thumbs up emoji becomes incredibly triggering. <laughs> Somebody sends it to you like, you jerk. You knew it. Yes. You knew what you were doing. Don't even think about getting into movie reviews. You knew, <laughs> you knew what you were doing. Wow. That's so interesting. If you are missing a thumb, you're really just... Out on culture, like thumbs up, good. Like, it's just, wow, terrible. No thumb wars? No thumb war. That's really going to cast, well, right. a, it's going to cast a rough shade on your life. I mean, yeah, you know what? And by the way, and I hate to call us both out on this, but our privilege is showing because let me tell you, the reason why we're like 100 mil for an eye, nah, it's because we both, and I'm going to speak for you here now, feel like there's the potential for us to make that amount of money one day. But you ask like 99% of the world where their ceiling for income and like possible, you know, uh, money earned is so low that they're like a hundred million. They'd be like, I'll, I'll rip the eye out myself. I bet you most people. So, you know, what's interesting. There are two things then that we need to talk about. One is manifestation. I need everybody to manifest that they can make a hundred million because I guarantee everybody can make a hundred million. You just got to figure it out. By the way, I haven't even made a million. So you talk about making a hundred million. I'm manifesting it. 
I'm manifesting it. I'm going to make a hundred million and everybody listening to this that wants to is going to make a hundred million. I think that the less money you have, the more you wouldn't want to give up your eye. I think that again, unless you're in really like dire, poor circumstances, I think that there's a difference between the person who is poor versus the person who is sorry, unhappy and poor versus satisfied and poor and doesn't even realize that they're poor. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like most of the world lives with less money and so appreciates like their, their eyes and their need to see. I don't know if like a hundred million would entice them. Now, if you're just broke and you're acknowledging that you're broke and you hate your life, sure. I'm sure somebody would sell you their eye, but do you get what I'm saying? I might be getting a little bit too deep, but well, there is there is that famous study that somewhere around like seventy two, like at every at every moment until around like eighty thousand dollars a year, your happiness grows exponentially. Like going from thirty thousand to sixty thousand, like it's a huge happiness jump. Right around like eighty grand, your happiness kind of levels out, and all the money on top of that doesn't really have an effect. Interesting. So, yeah, because you know it like a base level and granted, like making 80 grand a year, this is not gross to say. It's just a reality in a place like New York or LA, like it's not, it's not a lot of money. It's but not livable. It's it, not. I guess it's not. But in most of the, you know that if you're willing to even live 45 minutes out of a major city like that, you can have a reasonably nice life and you're you're going to survive. Like the the assurance of survival, I think- takes a lot of fear out of your day to day. But nobody wants to survive in New York, you know, like you want to survive in the mountains, like put me in the mountains and let me survive amongst nature. I certainly don't want to make like if 80 grand's not livable. I'm sorry. It's just, it's not as a, as a grown adult with a family, not livable. Certainly if you're younger, you have roommates or maybe sure. you're single and you have roommates, right? Totally livable. You split costs, et cetera. But for a family, it's just not it. You, you'll spend too much time being unhappy. So I'm sure that study is more on states where your dollar goes further. Yeah, I mean, it. yeah, no, I think that's true. But you're right. I mean, it's it's probably impossible. I like to follow on TikTok those like different apartment reviews. Like this is what you get for thirty five hundred dollars in the Lower East Side, and it's you know a one bedroom at best. No amenities, nothing fancy like. It ain't great. And like that right there is, you know, $40,000 of your paycheck every year. Today's episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Look, by now, if you listen to podcasts or you're even, you know, around on this earth, you've probably heard of HelloFresh. And the reason you've heard of it is because it's really dope. It works. It makes sense. I... Josh Peck, your uncle Josh. I myself have used have used HelloFresh and I find it to be such a great time saving, but also like, how do I say this right? Brain saving thing. So much of my wife and I, so much stress comes from like, what are we gonna eat for dinner? Who's gonna go to the store to get it? Are we picking up? Is that healthy? And HelloFresh removes all of that worry. Look, remember those New Year's goals you promised yourself you'd stick to? Well, HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door, taking the hassle out of dinner time. And let me tell you, 
these recipes are easy because I'm not good at following directions. Just ask my wife. And I truly was able to do this. I didn't have to like go look up extra instructions on Google, which happens. I was just able to like figure it out. It was very clear. There were pictures. It was easy for your boy. You can get HelloFresh and skip that extra trip to the grocery store and the long checkout lines and having to make eye contact with people that you don't want to make eye contact with. Look, the truth is you're going to spend more time doing the things you love with delicious chef-crafted recipes delivered to your doorstep. So go to HelloFresh.com slash GoodGuys65 and use code GoodGuys65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That is HelloFresh.com slash GoodGuys65 and use code GoodGuys65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, it's America's number one meal kit. Speaking of manifesting, I completely forgot to tell you, but it's great because I can tell you here. Tell me, babe. Somebody that works at Target reached out to me. Remember on the last episode, I said, calling everybody, I want to get Spirit Society in Target. Somebody from Target DM'd me and said, Ben, I listen to the good guys. I'm a huge fan. Please send me over your materials on Spirit Society. I'm going to sever to our I'm going to send it to our beverage alcohol contact. So shout out Manifestation, shout out Target. This stuff's real. And Spirit Society is going to take over Targets everywhere. Well, you know what? In that spirit, allow me to have my moment. I just want to shout out my dad. I would love to meet him. And hopefully, dad, if you're listening from the afterlife, give me a sign, you know, make Marshall's chair squeak. Marshall, our producer, maybe turn off one of these lights. How crazy would it be if one of the lights if he turned just off? went pitch black? <laughs> <laughs> would have been sick. Or my dad like walks into your Zoom frame. Totally. He's like, he's like, shit, I'm in Florida. Holy shit. <laughs> Quit tapping me on the shoulder. Oh man, dad. You know, it's funny. I have three siblings, half siblings who I don't know, who I talked a lot about in my poorly named book, Happy People Are Annoying. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I just love the, the shout out to the person who wrote the name. You're great, but I'm just going to continue to drag the name. <laughs> it's not <laughs> until, great. Until I feel better about it. <laughs> Good for you. Congratulations to Jeanette McCurdy. Anyway, what I was going to say is like, <laughs> I have these Congrats, three... Jeanette. We're proud of you. Con congrats, Jeanette, on selling the rights to your book to Amazon for, I'm sure, just an excessive she amount. She did? To, to a give your eye up amount of money. She, are you serious? I don't know if that's through the, like, I don't know if I heard that through like industry insider talk and that's public yet, but fuck it. You know what? what? What the heck? Are yes, brother. Oh my God. The least she could do is like have us on to like talk about, I don't know, like our opinions on the book. Like we'll be in like the opening scene. I don't know. She needs a make good with us. There's a make good needed. It's not even about Jeanette. God bless Jeanette. I love her. It's more about how we, <laughs> sure. we sure. bent over <laughs> and took it. From her publicist, like, I just, I, I mean, it was, it, it's one for the books. Hi, Josh, Ben. I know that you guys spent an incredible amount of time and effort making sure that Jeanette felt really good when you recorded this interview. If you don't mind, we'd like to not run it. Okay, sure. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for offering. We'll take your deal. 
How about we never ever run it? Oh, no, man. we'll take your deal. It sounds like a great deal for us. We will take it. Oh man, we really, well, it's good to know. You know what? It's good to know that we learned our lesson and from now on, we're going to be cutthroat journalists. I was going to say, we're good people. We're the good guys. We really are. If somebody asks us for something, we just do it. Sure, down the road, it'll lead us to being incredibly taken advantage of in certain situations, but more often than not, we have good karma. And that's what matters. Karma. The truth is, if we were the great guys, we wouldn't talk about it this much, but we're just the good guys. We're just good. <laughs> just that's <laughs> no, we're not great. We're not great. We're just no. going to, you're going to do us wrong. We're going to take it and we're going to stab a knife and we're just going to twist it for 20 episodes in a row. Ever so slightly <laughs> just twisting the knife. To close that, what I was saying about my book is I talk about these three half siblings who I've never met because I never met my dad, but I know they exist. And people after reading the book were like very adamant about like, well, you must meet them now. And I was like, I don't need any new friends. Plus, I think they're all in their 60s, which is like, I don't mean to be ageist here, but, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know what we have to offer each other. So, Ben, your opinion? Money? Maybe they're <laughs> rich? Like, yeah. You never know. And like, I just got like, you meet them, maybe they're really rich and maybe they're so thankful that you, Josh Peck, star of How I Met Your Father and Good Guys podcast reached out to them in their time of need and they write you into the will. Or maybe I get a piece of my dad's will because he's gone, but I have, I'm, I have a right, you know, I'm 25% of this thing. I would a hundred percent reach out with only financial interests in mind. What do you have to lose? Oh God, it's so tempting. If I could do it without it going public, I mean, it sounds like a storyline from succession and I'm here for it. Yeah, I, I mean, it, you're just getting what you're owed. You're just getting what you deserve. And if it honestly sounds like a great, like sort of rom-com, what's a rom-com without rom? A tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> No, but like, what's like, what's like the name of like a, like a, a dramedy, a dramedy. That's it. A dramedy. Like it's going to start out. You're going to go, you're going to try to like find them and then sue for what is yours. But then you're going to become best friends with like your brother or sister. And I'm sure that you'll have a, some sort of love interest in the, in the end, you'll have gotten all the money. But what really mattered was the relationships that you forged. I just don't, if, if the silver lining of all of that is that I forged relationships, I'm good. No, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I like, yeah. I hate to be that guy, but I'm just, I'm 36. I'm so busy. Like I, I, I'll have more people to call back. It's worth the risk. It's worth the financial risk. Just <sighs> in case you then, never know. All right. I'm going to do, do it for too much time. Maybe hire like a private eye. What's better than that term? Private oh. eye. Private eye. I have a, hire a private eye, have them snap some pics, see what they got on their wrists. Maybe there's a nice Rolly or Audemars, and that'll give you a hint that maybe there's something worth digging. But if the private eye just goes and they're just wearing Old Navy and Crocs, maybe <laughs> you can pass. Maybe we like it. I get really excited, and then we zoom in on the label on their sweater. I'm like, it's H&M. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. So Josh, wrong. 
Josh, we found her, but she's head to toe fashion Nova. I think we can, <laughs> I think we can skip this one. Anyone listening to this podcast with anti-Semitic leanings is like, <laughs> I told you they're no good. They all think the same way. No, we, we are good. We're just not great. Yeah. We're, we're, the, <laughs> we're, we're the good, not great guys. We're the decent guys. We're, we're decent. Today's episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. Look, this year is flying by. I know it's corny. I know it's trite, but it's true, right? Like time is just moving. I can't believe we're already in February. And the truth is you don't want to wait any longer to level up your small business and set your year up for success. Get ahead of the competition by using Stamps.com to mail and ship. Look, the post office... It ain't fun. No one's dying to go to the post office, but with stamps.com postage rates, everything is going to be at a discount, baby with rates. You literally can't find anywhere else. Like up to 84% off USPS and UPS plus stamps.com automatically tells you your cheapest and fastest shipping options for 25 years. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. And if you sell products online, Stamps.com seamlessly connects with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Look, for me, I'm lazy. I like to do things the way I like to do them. But every time I invest in myself, in my business, when I find a company like Stamps.com to help me make things simpler, smarter, and more cost-effective, I'm always glad that I did it. So someone like stamps.com can really help level up your business. Set your business up for success when you get started with stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code goodguys for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter Good Guys. Do you have a what are you nuts moment of the week? I, I do. And it's a DM that I actually waited to read to you. Oh, yes. That I got from someone that I wanted to talk about. Let me just, let me just find it. How exciting. Um, How exciting. I won't name her name because I'm absolutely terrified of her, <laughs> but I will read you the Instagram. Okay. You seem like a terrible person, LOL. So glad your and Claudia's, quote, career is going south. We know you lost a ton of money and will keep on losing, LOL. Now, I read this DM to Claudia, to her sister Margot, to Jackie, and that girl sent the exact same message with different, like, slight tweaks to everyone. And my what are you nuts moment is... This woman follows all of us, follows everything, follows like every subsidiary account, friends accounts, which means that she's a fan. And I'm almost positive that if I replied, she would say something to the effect of, oh, I never thought that you'd read this, right? Because that's what happens half the time. It's like, oh, I didn't mean it. I was just looking to see if you'd respond. And I just got to say that... People need to get off their phones if they can't handle being on their phones. Sliding negatively into the DMs is no way of life. Know that on my side, I read it. 
I didn't lose one second of sleep. I didn't think about it. I didn't care. I read it and I simply felt sorry for you. So what are you nuts? What are you doing? Hate DMing people that you don't know about things that aren't factually correct. Like what it, 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 it doesn't even make any sense. We know exactly what you're trying to do. You're trying to get a reaction out of people. I'm sure that you sent it to a million people. And what are you nuts? And the worst part is that I'm sure that she DM'd it to somebody who isn't as strong as me and my family, where we read these messages and we don't care anymore because it's just commonplace. But there are people who it would affect. So what are you nuts? Yeah, I basically my feeling is DM or if if you're writing anything on Twitter, good or bad, but okay, let's just say bad. You're a loser. Loser. I, you're a loser, a hundred percent loser. And I know that we've like we're in this culture and like we're Fandom means that like people have to be so indebted and like at the behest of their fandom for everything. And we are nothing without them. And in some respects, that's true. But rules have to be set by the comfortability of the one person on the other side of the fandom, which is you, Ben, which is me, Josh. Like I heard Louis C.K. was on a podcast and he, he just talked about I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. He was on a podcast and he said, you know, I don't take pictures anymore with people. He's like, I just don't do it. He's like, I hate it. He's like, I really, he's like, obviously for most people, it can be a slight inconvenience at times, but they just, you know, they, they accept it because it's whatever it's, it's a nice thing to do. And if you're able to do it, I believe you should. I take 95% of photos unless I'm with my son and I don't want him to feel inconvenienced. But Louis goes, it really makes me feel awful. So I finally decided not to. He's like, and I got, of course, torn apart by fans and whatnot who were like, how dare you? And he said, you know what I do for my fans? He said, I keep my tickets at 50 bucks. He's like, that's what I do. He's like, when I do Madison Square Garden, when I'm selling for 18,000 seats, he's like, I keep it under 100 bucks a ticket so that you can go. He's like, and by the way, that's why you don't see my tickets on reseller websites because it's not people who bought it at three, four, five hundred bucks and then get nervous because it's an exorbitant amount of money and they want to now flip it for a profit. He's like, the people that buy the tickets go. He's like, so to me, that's what I give my fans. He's like, and if you hate me over not taking a picture, then I'm happy to lose you as a fan. His words. What do you think? Hmm. Tough one, no? Yeah. And I want to go on record saying that I, I think Louis C.K. is hilarious. He's a, he's a genius. Not a, not a big fan of what happened with his, his stuff. No big one is. Of, no one is. He's hilarious. Separate the stuff from the man. He's hilarious. I love his stuff. I think that if you're going to profit off of your fans, then if a fan asks for a picture and you have the ability to take it, it's the nice thing to do. I think also making sure that you have a quick conversation. Again, if you're in a rush. If you're going somewhere, if you have headphones in, these are totally different scenarios. But if you are approached in the airport, maybe you were at Hudson News getting a three pack of Reese's, 
Somebody comes up to you and says, you know, stop it right now. There's no three pack of Reese's, Ben. Two pack of Reese's. I don't want that kind of lies on our podcast. (laughs) Two pack. Two pack. Tupac. Ooh, that sounds, that's like, that's pretty cool. That should be a brand campaign. But you get a Reese's, somebody taps you on the shoulder. They say, Louie, I'm a huge fan. I loved you and God knows what. It's like, oh, thanks, man. Thanks so much. Hope you have a great flight. Mind if we snap a quick pic? Of course, no problem. Snap, done. I get that it's annoying. I'm sure that on his magnitude, I can't even imagine it because if it's happening to me, a Z-list influencer entrepreneur, then I'm sure that to Louis C.K., he's getting just a ton. But I don't know. I'm like, you You tell stories about how you'll be annoyed by these things. But the reason why you're saying that you're annoyed by them is because you do them. Like we can still, we can lament it after the fact, but I do think the kind of owe it to your fans who got you to the place that you are to interact with them and be kind. And again, so that's, that's my personal opinion on it. And then the whole StubHub thing, I'm not going to lie to you. It just sounds like the market for Louis CK tickets isn't that big. That's not how StubHub works. StubHub, these ticket buyers buy up. Honestly, if he's that cheap, he would make, he would be StubHub's golden child because these Brokers can go on and buy a hundred Louis CK tickets for $90, flip them to 180. People buy them on StubHub and they're making money hand over fist. So I just don't buy the, I'm keeping my retails low for you as a thank you. Like maybe he's keeping his retails low because he can't command higher retails. I mean, he's selling out Madison Square Garden. It's not the Tempe improv. Like it's, (laughs) I mean, if you have 18,000 people willing to spend I think it's around a hundred bucks. They probably would spend 200, but I mean, it's a lot of people. I mean, he's a major, I mean, he's done stadiums. Like he, he's amazing. I'm just saying, I, I don't know. I know what you mean. And it, by the way, he, he also said, by the way, I don't do that anymore because since I was canceled, I now need to make money. And so, you know, let them, he's like, we're, we're, we're gouging. He's like, we're doing Understood. it like everyone else does, but he's like at my height, that's what I tried to do. Today's episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Guys, I don't mean to brag, but I think you know, like your boy has turned into a beautiful butterfly. But for a long time, I was like a chubby caterpillar and that's okay. You know, that was my journey. That's my process. And maybe you're a caterpillar. Maybe you're in the pupa phase. I think that's what that's called. Or maybe you've you've sprouted your wings. No matter where you're at, hydration is key, okay? Whether you're doing really strenuous workouts, whether you're just living your life, I promise you, you're not hydrated enough. But with something like Liquid IV, it's going to make your life that much easier. I'm telling you, I use Liquid IV. All of it, all their different flavors are super yummy. It's so easy. It's so portable. You throw it in your water, whether you're at the gym, whether you're at work, wherever you are, and you're going to feel so good about what you are giving your body. If you're trying to improve your health, hydration is a great place to start. And Liquid IV is the hydration brand that fuels your well-being. They've got convenient packaging. They've got flavors like Concord Grape, which is my favorite, lemon lime, pina colada, guava, acai berry. It contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. But like I said, my favorite vitamin is be yourself. With three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drink and made with premium ingredients, and here's one of my favorite things, non-GMO. None of this jokey, jokey, fake ingredients thing. It's all good quality ingredients. 
Grab your liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code GOODGUYS at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code GOODGUYS at liquidiv.com. So my what do you nuts moment of the week is, you know, and I don't mean, you know, I know we have a lot of toasters who listen, so I don't mean to be so damn butch, but over the (laughs) weekend, I went to a MMA, a mixed martial arts event for a company called Bellator, which is kind of like UFC and Bellator, the major MMA kind of promoters. And it was at the Forum in LA, famous venue. And I go every year because shout out my boy, Anthony works with them and shout out Lynn for getting me the ticket and so I go in and, you know, they treat me, they set me up nice because I'm not going to go if I'm like, you know, if I, you know, it's a fight, right? So it's really like, if you're going to be at like the top of the stadium, it's just not fun. I'd rather watch it on TV. Mm-hmm. So I go, I walk in, Jean-Claude Van Damme is on my right. <laughs> I don't say a word, but I do take a picture of him completely like I, I couldn't control myself, like the level of excitement. I just like took a rogue photo of him looking like I was taking a selfie, but I was actually taking a photo of him. And then mm. I walk in with Jeremy Piven, try to make eye contact and have small talk like, hey, from one, you know, B-list celebrity to the next, he wanted nothing to do with me regardless. So- <laughs> So we walk in and I'm sitting there and I'm watching the fight and I'm by myself. My wife couldn't come because we couldn't get a babysitter. And But I'm having a fabulous time. So this guy I know <laughs> sits next to me. His name's Zach Krieger. I think that's how you spell his last name. And he's an actor and now he's a really like successful director and we're catching up. And here's the thing about me, Ben, and maybe you don't know it. I don't know nothing about Hollywood. Like actually, like mm. I, I'm not into, you know, you know my life. Like it's just not... A, it's not terribly interesting to me, and B, I have like two kids and I'm busy. So I love working in it, but I'm not like reading the trades, Variety, The Hollywood Reporter. I don't have my finger on the pulse. It just doesn't interest me after all these years. So we're chatting and we're catching up and I'm like, you know, and then of course it always goes to what are you working on? And I'm like, I'm on iCarly. Don't mean to brag. And I was like, what are you working on? And he goes, well, I'm a director now. I, 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 I'm I, done with acting. I was like, bro, I know that feeling. I dream of one day being able to do something like that. And I'm like, that's great, man. Good for you. And he's like, again, yeah, I actually had this movie last year called Barbarian, which I don't know if you heard of this movie, but it was like, and he's just like, yeah, this, this movie Barbarian. And it was like this little kind of indie thriller that wound up getting bought and doing really well. And actually just signed a deal for my next movie with Warner Brothers. And I'm like, amazing, dude. Like, so great. And so so we're chatting more and catching up. And I'm like teaching him about MMA and fighting because I love it. So I'm like giving him all the insight. And we're talking, talking. And somehow it gets back on his movie again. and, And I go. And he's got like, I, he's got the energy of of a man who just something really good just happened to him. And almost as though like he was pissed that I was completely unaware of how great it was. And I'll tell you why he probably was right in a minute. So we get back to his movie and and I go, he goes, you really never heard of my movie? He's like, it was 
the number one movie last year. <laughs> and I go, I just go, tell me the name again, Babylon? No, no. <laughs> and he goes, no, not Babylon, which is not great. You know, strike me down. Shout out Damien Chazelle. It's not great. I, I watched some of it. It's not the best. I really like Whiplash. <laughs> He's like, no, barbarian, not Babylon, barbarian. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, dude. Like, I'm like, I have two kids. I don't read the trades. I'm on iCarly. Like, I'm in my bubble. I'm on How I Met Your Father. And like, I was like, no, man, that's great. Like, that's really, really great. And but uh, so it just continues going till finally, like, I can feel him crawling out of his skin so much that he like looks for someone more famous to go talk to because he has like other friends at the at the fight. And I'm like, congrats on Babylon. Barbarian, nice seeing you, man. And he goes off and talks to his buddies. And I don't mean to paint him. He was he's always been a lovely, nice guy, and I'm so happy for his success. Anyway, I get in the car at the end <laughs> of the night. I say goodbye. I don't say goodbye. I just leave. And I, you know, Google his name. Zach Krieger sells new movie to Warner Brothers for $38 million. It's not even made yet, Ben. It's just the script. Sells it to Warner Brothers. Like, that's going to be the budget. And then I'm pretty sure he's clearing like $10 million <laughs> for him. And, and they say Jordan Peele so upset that he did not win the auction during the bidding war for Zack Krieger's new movie that he fires his managers. So Zach Mazel on behalf of the good guys podcast. I was the wrong guy to be sitting next to with, su with such epic news that had just happened to you. And I'm sorry. I didn't give you your flowers. I'm nuts. What are you nuts? I'm nuts. Mazel. I too have never heard of Barbarian. No one has. <laughs> but that is also because I too am one with my head up my own ass. It is what it is. I'm not, I have not heard of it. I also haven't heard of Babylon, which sounds like a very, which sounds like a very interesting, like Bible thriller. And I'm sure that it was it was good as it's well. It's not good. I I mean okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm come out and just say it like and it's not the best and it's huge. It's Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, like massive. It just wasn't the best. But Damien Chazelle is a great director. So I've heard of neither of them. But what I will say is I'd love to have Zach. Right? Is his name? Yeah. I'd love to have Zach on the podcast because now that he has thirty eight million dollars, he can tell us would he cut off. <laughs> his thumb <laughs> for just a little more. Like he's in that echelon of he doesn't really need any more money. So coming from somebody who doesn't need any more money, we haven't had anybody truly rich on this show. We need somebody with like 50, 38 good, 38 million, 100 million. And I think that we need to figure out what body part would you remove for how much money? That's what I think needs to happen. And of course you can promote your new beautiful movie, but I think that he should come on. We should have you apologize live for not hearing of his movie. And uh, look, congrats to him. Congrats to him. Am I nuts for that? Is that a what are you nuts? I don't think so, right? <laughs> You're not nuts at all. You're not nuts at all. It's not. I actually think that it's nuts to assume that everybody has heard of you, no matter how famous you are. 
Like that means that you really also have your head up your own ass because even, uh, even if you're Cristiano Ronaldo, like there are still plenty of people that would look at him and not know who he is. My mom would look at Ronaldo and have no clue who he is. That's a fact. She would think, Oh, what a, what a wonderful hunk. He should really try sports or acting. Yes. But she wouldn't know who he is. The most famous person in the world. Not everybody's going to know you. So I do think that it's nuts to assume that said an industry guy. No, I think he's nuts. I think you're nuts. I think you're nuts <laughs> for bringing it up. But now that we've spoken about it, now we need to have him on the podcast. It's classic. I mean, literally, I, he, I remember we, they, they gave, gave you free drinks and popcorn in the seats we were in. And he like, and they were like, would you like a popcorn? He said, like, yeah. He was housing popcorn. And I think he was like nervous eating the way I would be. Like if, if you called me and they were like, Josh, you're going to be the new Batman. It would be, I would have to be on a double dose of Ozempic. Not that I'm on a dose now <laughs> because my blood sugar, I would just be fear eating. I would be anticipation eating. It would be sick. Speaking of just because you brought up Ozempic, I thought of a really hilarious, tell me if this is hilarious, but I think would be a hilarious SNL skit and hopefully they don't steal it, but it's going to be called the church of Ozempic and it's basically a cult where you have the people that normally recruit people to like join Christianity going door to door and they're only knocking on the doors of the morbidly obese (laughs) and they're opening the door and they're recruiting them to the church of Ozempic to take Ozempic. I don't know if you can picture it, but I think this has big promise. I like the idea. I like anything that has to do with overweight people. I'll be honest. I feel like it's my tribe. They're my people. Me too. As a man that is classified as morbidly obese, <laughs> I, uh, I do think that we are, we're a wonderful group of people. We go through the trials and tribulations of life. Everything's just a little bit harder. And look, on the other end, we typically end up pretty funny. You, we end up pretty funny. And I believe we're salt of the earth people. And here's why. There's a lot of things, challenges in life that you can hide, but a weight struggle, you can't. And I talk about it in my poorly named book, Happy People Are No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's true. You can't hide it when you struggle. And, and that's big, small, and everything in between. Like, it's very apparent to people. And that's, that's another level of challenge. Yeah, it is. It is. So <laughs> shout out to all of our fat listeners. <laughs> we love you. We love you. We, we are you. I am you. Josh pretends that he's you. Josh is like caught in like his like old. Josh is not fat whatsoever. <laughs> I've I've hugged him. My arms go completely around. He's svelte. Me, on the other hand, I am your ally. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here for I'm, you. I'm ally adjacent. You're ally adjacent. You you definitely are. You know what? I'm not an ally, but I'm a lookout. You know, like I'm like, gonna, I'm going to alert you like they're coming and then you yeah. run. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know what? This, this beautiful podcast, you know, it's going to air the day after the Super Bowl. Wow. So I think it's now incumbent on all of us to look at the top 10 most popular Super Bowl foods this year coming in. What, do you want to, do you want to make it a game? Do you want to guess what you think the top five are or Let's start at number five and then. Um, oh, what is the fifth most popular? Does this include dips? It a hundred percent includes 
includes dips and i'll even make I, it easier it's it's not specific it's dip and another item there aren't specific dips i think that the fifth most popular super bowl item is the spinach artichoke dip well you're wrong it's cheese and crackers at 50 percent god i just have to say what are you nuts i go to your house for the super bowl and you give me cheese and crackers i'm giving you the middle finger and i'm leaving yeah, what is this, a, a, a book release party? Where, where are we? The Rainbow Room? What is, what is this, the release of a book <laughs> that has a bad title? <laughs> <laughs> what is this, a book release party for my poorly named <laughs> <laughs> memoir? <laughs> Happy people are annoying. <laughs> now kind of available on Amazon until they run out and they don't reprint. Oh, oh my God. That's so funny. All right. Cheese and crackers. That's pretty lame. Um, it's super lame. Fourth, is it, is it uh, pigs in a blanket? So funny. So Jewish. Not even close. It's nachos mm. at 29%. Again, nachos is just not a great sharing food. Mm. I've never felt great about sharing nachos. It's such like a, I don't know. It's the same way that I feel about nachos at a bowling alley, Right. You're going, you're bowling, you're picking up the nacho, you're putting it in your mouth, you're licking your fingers, you're sticking your fingers in the bowling ball. I don't know. It's, it's just like, it's not an activity. Nachos are for yourself. You want to feel good? Order nachos for yourself at the bar. You're eating it alone. Nobody else is touching what you're putting. I don't know. What do you, how do you feel about shared nachos? I think nachos, it's hard to look like a grown man while eating them. They're just certain dishes in life. Like if I saw a man having nachos for one, I'd be like, that guy's going to shoot up a bank. I would yeah. say this guy, there's something off in his head because that's an odd meal to be enjoying by yourself. Nachos for one, the title for my next book. <laughs> It'll be self-published. Uh <laughs> You're so, so right. But then when do you eat nachos? You do, I believe you eat them at a, like, I think a sporting event, you eat them at the movies, but I, I love a good nacho. And then you eat them at, <laughs> at, at specific, like if you are going for Mexican food, yeah, like it's totally appropriate. <laughs> I love that you said eat them at the movies because that is an indicator that you were once very, very overweight. <laughs> because... You can't hide the you can't hide the fatness anymore. Only obese people <laughs> eat nachos at the movies. I have ordered those nachos with the gorgeous cheese sauce that's so liquidy and artificial. <laughs> but that is not anything that anybody under three hundred pounds orders. Oh, it's it's a gem. I mean, oh, there's nothing better. And then I got upset because AMC started, they got rid of the machines and then it was just like a pre-packaged like Tostitos mm. cheese dip. Not the same. Not the same. No. no. I also like it on my popcorn. Fabulous. Have, Fabulous. have you ever done Tabasco on popcorn? No, that sounds delicious. Really good. Do you want to guess what number three is for Super Bowl dishes? Slide Sliders. Pizza at 35%. Again, look, I'll eat it. It's lazy. It's lazy. Okay. These are shit. These are shit Super Bowl parties. <laughs> Whoever they polled, you, I'm removing your hosting capabilities. It's been revoked. You can't host. Okay, number two. I really hope it's a sub, a long sandwich, a foot, like a 30 footer. Chicken wings. 
<laughs> Marshall's psyched. Marshall's going nuts back there. <laughs> I mean, of course, like chicken wings, yeah. Like, but I expected wings to be one, honestly. Really? But I guess, I guess one must be sandwiches. It is not sandwiches, and you're 0 for 5 in this game. But do go back to your first inclination. What was your first question when we started? What I said this? first spinach artichoke dip. Well, you said dips, and I tried to push you in the right direction, which is number one fondue. <laughs> <laughs> Who's bringing fondue? Oh my God. It's number one is chips and dip. Okay. Let's just talk about this for a second. Marshall just let out an audible. <laughs> I've never seen him this passionate. <laughs> I'm throwing a Super Bowl party. I invite you over. Yeah. I told you don't eat anything for 24 hours. I'm putting out the goods. You come over. I have chips and dip. I have pizza. I have cheese and crackers, I have nachos, and I have chicken wings. I think you're upset. I mean, of course it depends on the level of quality we're talking about. Like, even getting rid of all those things, if the wings and the pizza are excellent, then I'd probably be pleased. But that leads me to the question, and I think this would be fun for both of us to do, to lay out your perfect Super Bowl spread if we're at Ben Soffer's house. What's your spread? And then I'll give mine. I want you to go first. Okay. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. So we're doing a spin, a spinach artichoke dip for sure. Right. Gorgeous. I want toasted pita points. I want mm. fresh chips. And like they would do at a Hillstone restaurant, you can't just have that flavor fat bomb from the spinach artichoke dip. You need a really good acidic salsa to help break through some of this. Maybe you're doing an alternating to really cut through that film of oil on your tongue. Next, we're gonna do some hot hors d'oeuvres, pigs and blankets, gorgeous. Maybe some, I'm trying to think of, nachos, not my thing. Then I think, you know, what I would do is I would do a pizza, but I would do like my own version of it. And I don't know what that looks like. like it's not pizza rolls. Like I want to do something more shareable pizza wise, but here's where I really think the star of it is. Cause you really like, we want to believe we can just be gluttons, but you do need balance. I want a really high end wings offering. I'm talking hot. I'm talking barbecue. I'm also talking lemon pepper. And then mm. I want three separate beautiful salads, like, but like really, really high end yummy because you need something to break up the level of decadence that's going on here. And maybe even a pasta, some kind of like yummy pasta dish perhaps. And then I think you got to have like a nice dessert spread, which I think people forget during the Super Bowl. And Percocet. Percocet. Yeah. I think that sounds absolutely delicious. Thank you. Absolutely delicious. I would start off, I'm inviting you over for Super Bowl and no Super Bowl party of mine is complete without starting with some sushi. Wow. We're going to get some spicy tuna rolls, some salmon avocados, the classics, spicy mayonnaise. Again, just something to get your palate started. Then from there, we're going into chips and dip. I mentioned a spinach artichoke dip, as did you. I think a spinach artichoke dip is arguably one of the better dips. It's fantastic. I love it. Agreed with you on the pita points. Fantastic. Because we brought it up before, I'm bringing in the cheese fondue. I'm having a beautiful fondue. I love a cheese fondue. Nice spaghetti. Sure, it's heavy, 
but it's also people are going to leave your Super Bowl party like, holy crap, I just went to Ben's and he had a fondue maker. So it also adds an element of pizzazz to the meal. From there, I'm going into wings, 100% aligned with you. Have to have a couple of offerings. I also appreciate a boneless wing. I know that I might be alone in this, but I really, really love a boneless wing, which I will also admit is just a differently shaped chicken finger smothered in sauce. I'm not trying to pretend that it's real wings because real wing eaters have that problem, right? They're like, it's not wings if it's boneless. Wings are not boneless. Agreed. They are chicken fingers, sometimes sized a little bit differently, smothered in sauce. And I'm okay with that. Maybe a honey mustard, maybe a barbecue, maybe a buffalo with a blue cheese or ranch dipping sauce. From there, I'm going to skip your salad. I'm going to skip your pasta. No Super Bowl party for me is complete without a sandwich, a big, beautiful meat, cheese. You can even go tuna if you want to. It's a gorgeous sub. If I was Italian and I eat all of those pork products, all I want is that Italian sub, that prosciutto, that mortadella, all that, the mutts, et cetera. Mutts. Big, gorgeous roll, maybe a 30-footer. But for me, on the Jewish side of town, I'm getting a 30-foot roll. I'm putting pastrami. I'm putting grilled onions. I'm putting Russian dressing. I'm putting coleslaw, pickles, sandwich, gorgeous. Wow. And then, of course, for dessert, I'm with you. Maybe a hot fudge brownie or an apple pie warm with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. You know what I'm thinking? Because we're in New York, obviously. You go down to like Venero's, like one of these great, great Italian bakeries, and you do about 200 bucks in the mini cannolis, mini rainbow cookies, mini Mm. eclairs, the Mm. mini lobster tails. Like you really... Those things, I mean, we we just don't have them out here in L.A., and I, I dream of them. Have you ever been to Anthony and Son's Panini Shop in Brooklyn? Mm-mm. Very famous Panini Shop. My friend Sabino and his father own the place. Fantastic establishment. Really like a the gold standard for Italian delis. I called him up in a bind last year, maybe two hours before the Super Bowl. Only I have binds like this. Yes. Sabino. Sabino, I need a 30-foot roll. I need it. He says, Ben, 30 feet. What are you, nuts? Who are you making this sandwich for? I have 10. That'll be good enough, right? I said, yes. I don't know how I would have transported my 30-foot roll anyways. It doesn't fit in a car. And the more I think about it, it was a crazy mess. <laughs> but I went to him. He gave me a 10-foot roll just like that. He just had one gorgeous, freshly made, brought it home, made my sandwich. But shout out Anthony and Sons Panini Shop. Josh, next time you're in the city, we'll go. Fantastic place. Fantastic. They got me out of my bread bind. I want to go to New York and do a day of eating with you with a with an Ozembic IV attached. Like, just roll it around on, like, on wheels. And I just want an <laughs> Ozembic drip going into my veins. But I want to be able to eat. I just want it to, like, you know, get rid of all the bad stuff. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Ugh. It's a suppressant. I've heard it's a suppressant. That said, they killed their marketing commercials. Even it's, it's so funny, even before this like craze around Ozempic, you know the commercial because they have an amazing commercial. I do know the oh, commercial. Oh, 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 Ozempic. Yeah. You know. It's gorgeous. Ben, take us out. This has been an unbelievable podcast. I think that. 
The truth is video is just better. Even when it's semi-virtual video, I'm sure people will be able to see from the different backgrounds we're not actually in the same room, but we kind of are. And I really feel like we were in the same room. So an unbelievable episode, spending time with you, talking about the jab, talking about the Saudis, talking about bad book titles. Just an unbelievable experience. If you enjoyed it as much as we did, please feel free to give us five stars. Just like if you got in an Uber driver, he didn't talk to you, he played the music you wanted, and he turned up the air conditioning. You'd give him five stars, right? You wouldn't give him 4.8. You wouldn't give him 4.5. You'd give him five, right? So give us five wherever you listen to your podcasts. Again, I cannot confirm or deny where the podcast is actually streamed. <laughs> Maybe you can get it on Stitcher. Maybe it's on iHeart. Maybe it's, it honestly would just do me a service to just know where the podcast is distributed so I can actually talk about where you can listen to it. But for now, I'm only positive that it's on Spotify and that it's on Apple. If it's syndicated anywhere else, where else you Marshall? all are going to have to let me know. Where else, Marshall? Wherever you get your podcast. You get your podcast yeah. We're even See, implanted in elderly people's hearing aids. See, <laughs> that's, that's good. Thank you. <laughs> that's good. So yeah, five stars, rate, review, and subscribe. We're the good guys. We're, Thanks so much for listening. But we're not the great guys. Please rate and review if you love us. And then we'll do a Patreon because, well, I was going to say we're going to do it for you, but we love money. <laughs> and, then, and then when we get our viewers up enough, we're going to stop giving this to you for free. <laughs> and we're going to turn it paid. <laughs> Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.